Hi, you've tuned in to the Lovely Travels podcast where we talk about all things travel and adventure. My name is Emma Lovell, also known as Lovely, and I have a mission to visit every UN-recognised country in the world while raising awareness for mental health. Join me as we revisit some of my past adventures, speak to fellow travellers and interesting locals, all while following the journey to 195 countries. I'll be joined soon by my co-pilot, Darius, in Germany. And sometimes we're even going to hit the road together. Make sure to join in the adventure by following me on Instagram, Lovely Travels. You can also join our Facebook group, Lovely Travels Community, and learn more about us at the website, lovelytravels.com. But for now, it's listening time. Travel vicariously along with us. Hello everyone, we are continuing our Australian tour of all the states and territories and today we are heading on down to Victoria. Welcome Darius, are you ready to travel vicariously with us? I am definitely ready. I've got my potato cakes, I've got my bathers, my milk bar, I've got a pot of VB and uh, I'm going to throw some cantaloupes. Ugh. Yeah, that was a big problem when I, I lived in uh, I lived in Melbourne in uh, Victoria for three years, and yes, yep. it was really weird that some of the terminology was so different. And potato I'm cakes actually- and um, what do you call it? Are the, it's the big one, potato cakes and uh, potato scallops. Very contentious issue. Potato scallops is the right word, in fact. Um- <laughs> <laughs> Fact. No, people, uh, you might not know what we haven't we haven't introduced this very well. Um, we are, of course, traveling to Victoria, and I was just uh, pointing out some of the uh, colloquial differences between um, Victoria and New South Wales, and possibly the rest of Australia. I've actually I've made a spreadsheet, Emma. Uh, like I've made a table oh. of words, and then lined them up across the states. Um, oh wow! Do you know the Victorians call a sausage sandwich a sausage in bread? That's really um, literal. Uh, <laughs> I that, it's quite, but that's literal. Literal, I think, is a, is a good a good way of defining the slang because uh, what we would know as a mufti day, they call a casual clothes day. Well, yes, yeah, it's not got the same ring to it. Mufti day was fun. What does mufti yeah. mean? Nobody knows, but you knew that you got to wear your fun clothes. Your casual clothes. Casual clothes. Oh, Victoria, yeah. so proper. But um, you, you, you're almost an honorary Victorian. You lived there for, for, for quite a while, didn't you? Yeah, it was three years. And then after that, of course, I just left. Uh, well, not just left. I left in 2014 and then in 2015 got a my dream contract uh, with World Vision in the media team. And so I went back for three months and then that led to being back and forth over the years and right. yes, I have an honorary housemate, Tess Coleman, who was on our Poland episode. I basically mm-hmm. was, yeah, a room, their extra roommate. I, I always stayed with them um, and I'm very blessed, yes, to have lots of fa- um, friends and even some family in Victoria and um, I just, yeah, would go down and stay 
around and and get to see everybody but it's been a bit weird i haven't been for usually i would be there three or four times a year just pop down whenever um and i haven't been for like probably two years i did not go in 2020 at all I didn't go this year at all um i'm trying to rack my brains for when i went in 2019 it just like i can't remember it's so weird yeah well um another famous victorian of course is derek he lives yes. in, in melbourne Hello, Derek. He did um, – actually, that is something I have to do. That is something I have to do. Carry on talking about Derek while I <laughs> seamlessly find this thing. Uh, Derek, my old, my old, uh, my old boss, um, who's still uh, due for an episode. Um, yeah, keep dangling that carrot. It's like the tall buildings. It's, it will it's happen, not a, it's, What do you mean? Tall buildings happened. It's our most popular episode to date. But we we did dangle it for a while, so that's what we're doing. We're just building. It's called marketing. Know. It's not dangling. <laughs> that's clickbaiting. <laughs> clickbaiting. Clickbaiting. Um, the, I just read um, that word on my screen. No, so I actually. I said. <laughs> we're, we're not really talking about Victoria very much in this introduction. Um, so right. we, maybe we I will interject anyway. with. We never do that. Um, <laughs> I will. I will give you some facts. Thank you. So, what about the Great Ocean Road? Have you been to the Great Ocean Road? It's not really a fact. I it's have. just a place of interest. <laughs> um, just fact: Great Ocean Road. <laughs> well, actually, I have somebody who um, contradicts that or. or challenges that fact because we were driving on the great ocean road and then part of the great ocean road i brought this up on another episode before it goes inland and then there was like this pond on somebody's uh, property and they were like is that the great ocean <laughs> and i was like you've been on one of the most beautiful impressive drives in the world you know don't diss don't diss it but yes the great ocean road doesn't totally follow the ocean the whole way. So if you're going there, spoiler alert, be prepared for that. I mean, it's quite a long stretch of road. Um, so I think it's it's fine. You can't just like think of all the beautiful geography they would have destroyed just plowing it along the side of the ocean. Well, they were like, so they were like, oh, it's the pretty good ocean road and it's the um, – or the, the quite good or the, you know, the rather large ocean road. I was like, it's great, okay? It's great. Yeah. <laughs> His name is accurate. Uh, here's, a fun, here's a fun fact. I uh, lived in Melbourne for six weeks when I was but a wee lad. Um, I don't think – I wasn't even 18, I remember, because um, uh, we had to I, – I was, I was working on a, on a barge. I was living and working on a barge in the port of Melbourne. Um, huh. which is pretty exciting because we got all sorts of duty-free fallen off the back of a truck sort of stuff delivered. Um, and, and yeah, it was very sandy because we were sandblasting. Um, I mean, there was lots of sand in the sleeping bag. Um, and a couple of times we, we had a night out and um, managed to go clubbing under 18 in Melbourne. I don't know if it's still possible, but those were the days. I'm sure it, you could, they're still lying is still possible. <laughs> it wasn't lying. They didn't ask. Okay. You know, yes. Um, but that is, yeah, I, I didn't know that about you. Um, mm. Maybe I did at the time. Six weeks. 
choose to block things out. But we, but you did also come and visit me in Melbourne when I was living there and stay in my pad in West Melbourne. I did. I remember you had a funny little window in between the living room and the bedroom. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very dark otherwise, which I, I loved. Why, I love being able to catch up that. sleep. <laughs> um, but we, one of the highlights of our time on that trip was we went to the Immigration Museum, which is a highlight and I would absolutely recommend. It's really well done. It's in the old customs building and just a really great insight into how people came to be in Australia and um, just, yeah, you know, to actually talk about sort of um, the integration of people and, um yeah, some of the challenges with that as well and, and addressed how people mm. might feel when they're moving to Australia and how that, you know, basically um, sort of said don't be racist. <laughs> like, you know, understand yeah, that we all came from somewhere. Good, good advice. Yeah. So that was really great. But after that, we had a bit of a dip in our uh, mood. Uh, we did discover the true effects of, of hanger uh, that we've – since experienced on other trips mm. together because we I mean, were in search of fur. Yeah, we were in search of fur. Um, look, I've, I've, I've forgotten about the hangar. I just remember the good times then. <laughs> I remember because then when we went on our road trip, I was like, let's not get hangry because it doesn't bode well for either of us. But we could have had any food. Like Melbourne is amazing for food. Uh, Victoria has amazing food, but Melbourne has is super spectacular for food. So we could have gone anywhere, but we really had our hearts set on fur. So that's how we we were trying to get back to a particular place. So you don't need we to be hangry in Melbourne. Snacks. The the yeah. the I think the travel tip in there is always bring snacks. Always. Always. Um but yes, and, and you know, and if you're if you're on your hunt and you don't you don't want to ruin your dinner, but you do want to have a little thing, you can have a potato scallop on the way, not a potato cake. That's right, Victorian. Victoria, you nerds, guys. Um, um, I just want to interject here with a little um, voice memo from one of our fabulous listeners and also former guest Teresa Winters. She Teresa. has shared a voice memo for us so shall we have a listen is this is this the guest no this is just uh no this is just um we reached out to the lovely travels community and we will be doing that in our group so upcoming episodes if we haven't hit up those states yet please share we've got um quite a few to go so please go and uh, contribute on those posts but uh some people wrote comments but Teresa shared a little voice memo for us with her Victorian tips. Hi, my name is Teresa Winters and I love traveling all over Victoria. I lived in Melbourne for six years and spent lots of weekends going all over the state. My first recommendation is the town of Walhalla, not Valhalla with a V, but Walhalla with a W. It's a little mining town that time forgot. It's nestled in a gorgeous valley full of beautiful old buildings and you can even go camping there for a weekend. I also really love the Victorian high country. So not too far away from Bright, which by the way, has a fabulous brewery, the Bright Brewery. There's a town called Yakindanda. Not only is the name really amazing, the town itself is absolutely adorable and they host a folk festival that I've always wanted to go to. 
Finally, one of my favorites is Echuca. Not really a tourist destination for most people, but it's really cool town. Basically, the whole thing to do there is paddle boats. Not the kind that you do with your feet, with your friend, but old steamer ships that used to go up and down the Murray River. There's a tiny museum exhibition that basically says one man started restoring these historic boats, and now you can go in the exact restored ships that used to go up and down the river in the 1800s and early 1900s. It's super random and really fun, which is exactly what I love to do when I travel. Have a great time exploring Victoria. How cool is well, that? that was great. <laughs> wow. And some very different Thanks, tips to, yeah, different tips to some of the ones that I've given. And I, some, I, I totally agree with Bright is amazing. And um, we have our guest that we haven't even introduced yet, but um, Danielle Filand, our most regular guest uh, who is living in Melbourne uh, from Victoria, She's, but living in Melbourne. She really is the guest that needs no introduction. No, because, yeah, just revisit episode seven and this and that, and I'll put them all in the show notes, uh, all the episodes she's been on. But uh, she, yeah, when it came to this episode, there was nobody else that could have been. She um, loves her state, lives in the state, and has actually traveled a lot, which, you know, some people can't say. So very impressive. You see, I couldn't have been anyone else, but Teresa just did a great job, <laughs> um, like, making a mini travel guide. She did, and we, you know, Teresa is fabulous, and she's a writer, and used to actually write about uh, events and things that were on. So she is a woman in the know. If you ever need to know what to do in um, in New South Wales or Victoria, talk to Teresa. She knows, but she's probably all over the world. She's just very um, loves doing stuff, and you can listen to her episode. Well, I have a couple about- of hours free this afternoon. Maybe she can help me with that. Yeah, yeah, but she, um, yeah. Going listen to her episode from about moving from the US to Australia as well. It was um, very, very interesting. She's a fabulous guest. So I did also just want to read out. We had um, we asked in our lovely travels community um, for some information about Victoria and traveling in the state. And one of our other lovely past guests and our probably most dedicated listener, Anoush, has given us a little some some of his tips. So and you'll enjoy this one, Darius. So he said, in my opinion, Victoria's hidden gem is Otway Fly Tree Top Adventure. The path to and from the treetop walk passes through a lovely forest. There's also an amazing lookout to which we had to climb some stairs. A long suspended walkway is attached to the end of the walk, which is certainly not designed for those who are afraid of heights. What a fabulous day for all. It is a must visit if you're planning to go to the Great Ocean Road. Nice one. Nice one. I do like, yes. uh, actually, you, you picked it. Uh, I love a good uh, treetop walk. Um, <laughs> it is, uh, it's, I don't know, there's something about it. Something is like, look, the top of these trees, look really nice we should probably put a walkway over the top like I, I like that train of thought yeah we went on one the other day with um you know and i had Finn strapped to me and got like along the things and we're bouncing along and i was like maybe this wasn't the best place to bring my seven month old but <laughs> it's an adventure isn't, isn't uh, it was- his middle name danger 
Finn, Danger. <laughs> Finn, Danger, no, Danger quick. quick. Uh, if William means danger, then yes, it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's we let's jump in. Um, do you have any other um, things? I, I talk a lot about Victoria with Danielle, so I just would like to hear from you. Is there anything else you would like to share about the beautiful, tiny but but magnificent state of Victoria? Only that I haven't seen very much of it, I'm afraid. Um... So I'm very much looking forward to hearing about it and I'd love to get back uh, as soon as possible. Definitely make sure you have a bit more time. That's something that Danielle brings up as well during the episode. Um, and it's funny, I did actually just say before the tiny state of Victoria, in comparison to, you know, some of the enormous states of Australia, Victoria feels tiny and achievable to actually visit quite a lot of, but it's still um, that thing of Australia right. where it takes time to get around uh, to, from all the different things that you want to go to and, and, you know, you want time to enjoy it. So don't, don't just add Melbourne or Victoria on as like a last minute thought. If you're coming to Australia to plan a little bit of time, cause it's, it is wonderful down there. Yeah, I'm sure it is one day, Emma, one day. <laughs> you're like, stop pressuring me. Um, you will get back. I promise. Uh, okay. So, Let's jump in and welcome back, Danielle. So today we are back with our Australia series and we are heading to Victoria and we have our Victorian local with us and regular podcast guest, Danielle Filand. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so passionate about Victoria and to talk about local travel. So I'm very excited about this episode. You know, we'll have to get a bunch of your links because um, you have written quite a lot about, especially like um, probably places that people wouldn't usually think to go, um, which would be really great. Uh, so I actually lived in Melbourne for three years. So Melbourne being the capital of Victoria, lived there for three years. Um, but I was terrible and was always doing that thing of, oh, next time, next time, next time. Even even I had guests come and I said, next time a visitor comes, I'll go to Phillip Island actually. And I still haven't been to Phillip Island. So I know, I know, blasphemy. But um, I probably actually... Once I left Melbourne, honestly, when I came back to visit, I've probably seen more of Victoria on my visits. It's kind of the way, which is why I've made a vow that while I live here in the Gold Coast and in Queensland, um, I am trying to see my my state. So anyway, as always, we've, you've got to tell us who you are and, you know, briefly tell us how we know each other because that's always fun. For sure. Well, I'm Danielle. I'm the Chief Adventurer at the Adventures of Possum Ruby, um, a travel blog and um, social media channels at Possum Ruby on Insta and Facebook. And basically that all came about because I love to travel both internationally and domestically and it's been in my blood, I think, since I was a baby in the bassinet in the back of the station wagon on the way to Queensland from Victoria. <laughs> And, yeah, it's just in my blood. And I've worked in the travel industry since I can remember in all ways, shapes and forms. And um, I just love talking everything travel. So I was lucky enough to meet Miss Emma um, a few years ago at a conference where we were talking about um, blogging and travel writing and um, the rest is history. 
It is. And we've since traveled together and we look forward to doing it again. So, I mean, it might be obvious, but uh, where do you live and how long have you lived there? Yes. Well, I live in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia, and I have lived here and I counted this up the other day when I was preparing. 25 years I've lived in Melbourne now, which is really scary because I'm a country girl born and bred. Um, and so I've lived now in the city more than I live in the country. So, um, yeah, I, I love Melbourne. It, it's the the place that when I've been travelling overseas for a long time or I come home and I feel home. Mm. it's a beautiful city and, and it has that home feeling for me. So tell us a bit more about where you're from, from the country. Yeah, so um, I was born in Seymour, which is an hour north of Melbourne, and my parents had a, a three-year policy that they lived and worked everywhere for three years. So we ended up... Um, moving from uh, Seymour or Broadford we lived in and then we moved down to Mornington on the peninsula, not too far from Phillip Island. Then we moved up to Falls Creek in the high country. Oh, beautiful. Mm. And then we ended up in Dimbula in Western Victoria, so in the little desert area. And we ended up then, my sister and I were at school age, so we ended up staying there and mum and dad both loved the community there and just fell in love with it. So... That was where we ended up staying. So I did my primary school and high school there. And like all good country people, they get out of there as soon as they possibly yeah. can. So once I was done, I um, yeah, moved down to Melbourne to start being a grown-up. <laughs> oh, I think there's still a bit of playful country girl <laughs> in there still. Um, but, yes, okay, well, I already knew you were perfect for the Victoria episode but you have proved that even more so because it's not a huge state and it sounds like you've lived across quite a bit of it. And my first roles in the tourism industry I used to manage visitor information centres across the state so I'm very familiar with all the random places and the places that people want to take their caravans or go rock climbing or go for bushwalks or visit the beach. So, yeah, that's why I think Cutland's very excited about this as well. I love it. Yeah, no, it was, um, it's really nice to, I really wanted to speak to locals or people who had at least covered a lot of the state and, you know, even with having lived in, like I said, I've lived in Victoria, I've lived in New South Wales and I've lived in Queensland, you know, I have um, either, you know, been in the cities or I've hung to the coast and, you mm. know, I mean, Australia is massive anyway. So the state, you know, to get around, Victoria is probably a more achievable one to yeah. get around, but, um, you know, some of the states are massive. So trying to get around to all of them. Um, but we can also get a bit comfortable and you go to your favourites or you go where your family is and stuff like that. So to actually go and explore and to see more of it and to know more of it is, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good challenge to have. So tell me, tough question, but famous, well, not tough, no, that's the harder one, but your favourite, but your, some famous places in Victoria. Yeah, for sure. Well, obviously Melbourne, that's yeah. Pretty famous. The world knows Melbourne, don't they? You know, well, one, it had the Olympics and two, yeah. it's pretty, it has lots of stuff. It has lots of stuff, yeah. Um, world's most livable, livable city for quite a few years recently. Um, sporting capital of Australia as well and arts and culture capital of Australia. And I think they might be some of them. 
sort of cities that might try and buy for that. But I think we pretty much take the cake on that. So um, Melbourne certainly is a highlight. Um, I would also say the Great Ocean Road, one of the mm. famous Australian touring routes. So um, if you head west out of Melbourne along the coast, you head down along the most spectacular coastline to 12, well, there's not 12 left of them now, um, limestone escarpments that are set in the ocean. So you can head down there and see those. So that's definitely a highlight. You'd be pleased to know I have been and I've actually been twice. Good, but did you go for longer than a day? Yes, I did. I stayed overnight both times. See? Yes. And went out to the Otway Lighthouse. I saw the koalas. No, I did it. I did it. (laughs) I would do more. I'd love to do. I'd love to keep going through to South Australia. But um, um, to continue going on, it's just beautiful. So um, certainly two highlights there. Of course, like most states, we have some amazing wine regions and the Yarra Valley is one of those, which is not very far from Melbourne. So that's quite nice to be able to visit something on the doorstep. Um, home to Domaine Chandon, one of the big bubble makers. So there's And there's lots of amazing little boutique wineries out there as well. And a good gin place too. Oh, yes. Four, Four pillars. pillars. Yeah. Don't go wrong there. Some of my highlights, yeah, yeah. De- delectable. Don't go there after having um, a stomach bug the night before no. and make sure somebody's not driving because it yeah. is delicious. Yeah, it is absolutely delicious. There's so many in distilleries and whiskey places and food places in Yarra Valley. Like it's so, there's no way that you can hit them all in one day, you know. You'd be sick. (laughs) But, you know, there's just not enough time to get to them all and they're so amazing. You want to relax and enjoy Mm. it. You know, there's the Yarra Valley Dairy and there's Zonzo and there's Stones of the Yarra Valley and Innocent Bystander and all those amazing things. So certainly a great place to visit. Um, we also have the Grampians Mountain Range, which is quite beautiful, named after the Grampians in Scotland. So it looks a little bit similar. Um, and that's in Western Victoria, and that's just beautiful for camping, hiking, um, wildlife, a really, really pretty part of the world. And Gippsland, which is down sort of east mm. as well. Beautiful, big, sweeping beaches, gorgeous ocean and then if you head hinterland from there they've got stunning some forestish national parks and waterfalls and beautiful historic bridges wooden bridges so that's great too and my other two favorites are Bendigo and Ballarat which are goldfields towns so built on the gold rush of the 1850s their architecture is just beautiful Mm. and yeah I think they're well worth a visit for a whole range of things. Very charming, very charming. And, yes, you definitely get that. There was money you can see in the buildings and, um, yeah, like sort of a little step back in time if you're looking around. Yeah. But also, you know, yeah, we've got lots of modern bits too, some really cute like boutique um, accommodations and things in those places and not too far from, you know, if, you, if you're a visitor coming, you know, people tend to come into the capital. So Melbourne, they're not far from Melbourne, so it's quite achievable to visit. Yeah. So tell me, why do you love the Victorian lifestyle? Um, Victoria has it all. 
I think that's the easiest way to explain it. You know, we have great food, we have amazing wine, we have arts and culture events and festivals and activities coming out our wazoo. We just have so many great things. I mean, obviously during current times, the things are in a bit of a lockdown state, but we just have so many things and everything's so close together. I think that's a bit of a beauty of it as well. You can either day trip to places or you can make a weekend or overnight or longer visit of it. So really, you know, the farthest is probably about six or seven hours up to, you know, the far reaches from Melbourne up to Mildura. Um, but, the, you know, you could do that in a weekend, in a long weekend. So everything's really accessible and people are just friendly and fabulous and it's <laughs> to be. I needed you a few hours ago because I was actually recording the South Australia episode and uh, couldn't remember. I'd driven from um, Adelaide to Melbourne, couldn't remember. I knew it was an M, but I was like, what is that town? It was Mildura. I don't know why we went. A there. long way. From- yeah, there were roadworks at the time couldn't remember because it was yeah it was a really long way and I looked at the map and I was like and I just went to um Serviston which is on the border of border town in South Australia and um Serviston and Victoria and I was like why didn't we just go that way and my friend had said like it was only five hours to Melbourne and stuff so I think it was massive roadworks at the time and or maybe my friend wanted to take the scenic route I don't know but it was yeah that was um yeah that was an epic mish um interesting very interesting landscapes and great wow. so i did i did see quite a lot more of victoria that way too about mildura funnily enough ah. highest temperature ever recorded in victoria was in mildura 50.7 degrees celsius oh i can picture that because it's super dry out there like it's really like almost deserty yeah. um near there yeah Ugh. no thank yeah. you <laughs> no please um yeah, fill me up. that sounds really good yeah like, let's go there um so well how yeah okay look if somebody had you know three or four days or i don't know a week whatever you, you decide what's a must-see itinerary for a first timer must see you must spend a couple of days at least in melbourne i think some of the errors that particularly international visitors make is they often go, oh, I'll spend a week in Sydney and then I'll go down to Melbourne for two days and I'll fly out. And they get to Melbourne and then they go, oh, I wish I had more time here. Yeah. I think, you know, three or four days in Melbourne will give you a good opportunity. You could take a day trip down and see the penguins come in, Phillip Island, Stop rubbing it in. (laughs) Just, I just, it's like my my Achilles heel that I haven't seen the bloody penguins. Everyone's seen the penguins. Online at the moment, they're showing them online. Come in. Oh, okay. Maybe we can do that. We could do that together. Yeah. Little penguins. The fairy penguins, not the little penguins. The fairy penguins, and I stand by that. Sorry. That's a sore point. Anyway, so we're going to the we're going to see the we're going to Phillip Island now. Now, where are we going? You can explore the city. You can go out, go to the galleries, go to the footy if you if it's winter. Go and check out footy or some other sport. Cricket uh, if it's summer. Cricket if it's summer. Yeah, there's so many things to do in Melbourne. Then hit the road along the coast and head along the Great Ocean Road, which is stunning. Um, do stop at the Cape Otway Lighthouse, best place for koala spotting. 
And there's also some beautiful waterfalls and in the Otway National Park along there as well. So worth um, ducking in to see Triplet Falls and some of those others in there, Beauchamp Falls. They're just all gorgeous. Keep going down and stop in, take a look at the 12 Apostles and Lockhart Gorge. There's lots of beautiful. Oh, Lockhart yeah. Gorge was my favourite by far. It was yeah. oh. such a lovely story that goes along with it. Mm, absolutely um, epic. Yeah. Shipwreck story of love. Mm. <laughs> Not quite the Titanic. No, no. We'll take it. We'll claim it as our own. Exactly. Uh, then I would continue on to, and I'll talk a little bit about this more in my favourites, um, Port Ferry, stay mm-hmm. over right there, and then head up into Western Victoria, into the Grampians and the Little Desert National Park, into those areas and um, hiking, camping, lots of na- uh, native wildlife, beautiful scenery, mountains, do that, and then come back through the gold fields, so Ballarat, um, Indigo, Dalesford, all of those beautiful sort of almost English-esque green mm. rolling hills, beautiful architecture, and then you can roll back into to Melbourne and you've done a really nice, tidy little it sounds wonderful. I've not been to the Grampians. They're on my list. And I've not been to Dalesford, which I feel like is a very, like, couple or girlfriend sort of weekend away. It seems, yes, very... Um, very girls' weekend. Or, yeah, very, yeah, and very, yes, English English very, sort of luxury going and sit in Dalesford. I don't know. That's the, that's the vibe I get. Windmill springs, um, lots of fresh, amazing produce there. Um, but certainly, yeah, a good place to go for a bit of a pampering sort of couples retreat type scenarios. So. And I'm sure there's ways around it, but I must say that one of my things when I was living in Melbourne was I didn't have a car. So not having a car, I didn't go and do some of those things. So when it was more like when I had people there and we did hire a car, visitors came, or it was like, well, I'll, you know, I'll go and I'll spend the money and do the tourist thing and I'll go on the bus with them or whatever. Um, one of my great loves in Victoria and, and living in Melbourne was uh, the mountains. I love skiing and snow, well, snowboarding, but um, also skiing. And so having Mount Buller, Falls Creek and Hotham accessible. Mount Buller can be a day trip. It's a bit of it's an epic day. Definitely prefer to stay overnight. But like Falls Creek and Hotham, very achievable for a weekend. And um, I loved once I started volunteering for Disabled Winter Sport Australia, um, I actually had the accessibility funnily enough, being an organisation that helps with access, but being able to go, they drove us up on the bus. And so that was a way that I was able to get to the snow. Um, and, you know, they are just stunning, absolutely stunning. And, and I think for foreigners it's quite a surprise that we have the snow. Um, Victoria is on the very southern part of Australia, so it does get quite cold, so we get the good snow there. Um, but also one of the areas I love out there, and I, I haven't had the chance yet to go out of season because I'm always prioritising the snow, but bright, love yeah. driving through bright yeah. um, and just the, the trees there. And, and I know that some people go in the kind of autumny months and do like bike ride and there's some vineyards and cheese shops and all that sort of stuff out there and that that part of Melbourne because we don't get that. Coming from Sydney and now in Queensland, we don't get the seasons as much. So I really loved when living in Melbourne and Victoria, the seasons. 
Yes. And bright has the autumn leaves. That's one of the reasons mm. that time of year because the colours are just spectacular and it's a, it's a gorgeous spot. Really, really well worth a visit to. Yeah. So that's that's probably one of my my highlights and um something really special and you know that leads into the next next question would be like some of my favorite places would be the snow it's very much my happy place so yeah and being able to be so and and even now it's it's actually easier for me to fly to melbourne and get up to falls creek or hotham or buller than it is for me to get to sydney and get to threadbow and um perish up there a bit further and yeah just just have the connections now with victoria so yeah, yeah. yeah they are your favorite places my favorite places that's a really tough one there's so many places but as I mentioned before Port Ferry um, it's a gorgeous little historic seaside town and well worth a visit very foodie there as mm-hmm. well great restaurants and cafes and um, some fabulous accommodation as well right on the on the river and on the water's edge on the seaside so they have a famous festival too they do the Port Ferry Folk Festival, so heard really, a lot about that. Yes, and they also have this amazing, much more smaller scale, but it's a winter festival, and they have a series of weekends through winter where they just do really cool things. And I stumbled upon it by chance with a visit uh, last year before last year. <laughs> and they had like things like cemetery walking tours and um, kids reading like local authors would read like their children's book and they would have the kids there and um, markets and it was just a really lovely weekend and they um, did some projections and lots of arts elements. So good. Yeah, really, really good. Um, Sovereign Hill in Ballarat is a favourite place of mine, which is like a a gold rush historic town. So you can go there and you can um, pan for gold and go down in a gold mine and, see how they used to make all the old lollies and what the old main street looked like, dress up in the old clothes and see the blacksmiths. So that's really fun. Um, Melbourne, you have to come to Melbourne. And I'm a big fan. I live in the northern suburbs and I just think there's so much to offer from the northern suburbs right into the city. Lots of really groovy shops and cafes and um, the old cafe culture that everyone talks about in Melbourne. So that's always I think it's interesting that you said something before and it's something that I found when I lived in Melbourne um, was that, like you said, you need time. And the difference with going, I found putting together an itinerary for someone in Melbourne was, yeah, you needed the time and you needed, there was a really great ad a few years ago. It was like that um, big ball of wool and they rolled a ball of wool through Melbourne. And it is that it's discover Melbourne. And it's like, the gems are in going down those laneways and going down the back alleys and finding that little cafe and there's bars that are kind of underground, like really speakeasy type style. And, yes, you've got the big things, like obviously you can do MCG tour and you can do, you know, but if people aren't into sport, you know, that cuts out a big thing. And, yes, okay, you've got the NGV, which is fantastic, but it's like you're not into art, okay. Um, but, like, to, to to get into those, like that, that real uh, the culture of Melbourne you do need the time and I found it a little harder um you sort of had to customize like I would customize my suggestions whereas Sydney you go Opera House, Harbour Bridge, Bondo Beach like it's a really yeah it's really easy to go da 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 I found you know and hearing you talk about it I'm like oh yeah duh but when I was living there I was just like but 
no, I don't know what to like, where do I take you? And it was, it was like, come with me. And now being a local, I can show you all these spots and we can, you know, wiggle around. And so, yes, discover Melbourne or discover Victoria, whatever that campaign was. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, there's some amazing campaigns for, for Melbourne and for Victoria. That was one of the longest money marketing campaigns features and quite award-winning as well with the Love Every Piece of Victoria campaign where they broke the state up into like jigsaw pieces. Yes, I still remember that one. Yeah, you can still picture it, yeah. Yeah. The other thing is all the amazing national parks and, and state parks that we have. So, you know, Tarabolga National Park is just beautiful with the wooden swing bridge and that's in Gippsland. There's the Cathedral Ranges just sort of northeast of Melbourne, which are just beautiful escarpments that you can climb through. The Grampians, obviously, we've talked about. There's just so many places where you can just get close to nature without sort of having to be lost in the bush type scenario. Yeah, that's always a good thing. Um, So, you know, it's a bit of a funny one, but are there any unique foods in Victoria that, like, uh, you can't really find in other places or, I don't know, yeah, something like that? Yeah, well, Victoria is so multicultural and so diverse. You can basically get anything anywhere and we have the most cafes and restaurants in Melbourne per capita of anywhere in the world. So it's pretty amazing. Um, I don't know that there's anything that you probably couldn't get or that's uniquely Victorian. I think what is uniquely Victorian is the way that we focus and centre everything around food and fresh produce and local makers and growers and you know, I, I would say we've probably got 60-odd gin distilleries that have popped up in the last probably two or three years across the state and uh, craft breweries and all of that real artisan food and, and drink is really, really well supported. And it, it's across, it's statewide. It's not just city-centric, which I think is the unique part of it as well. So tell me, Danielle, what's the best time of year, in your opinion, to visit Victoria? Well, in my opinion, Victoria is fabulous all year round, but <laughs> there are two sort of good windows of weather and of activity and light and everything going on. So I would suggest autumn and yep. spring. So Autumn is obviously a time when, you know, the leaves are changing so there's beautiful places to go like Bright where you can visit and see all the the autumn leaves changing. Um, The city sort of starts to change and morph into more of an indoor space than everything sort of outdoor, which we, we do in summertime. But autumn's beautiful all around the state. You know, it's beautiful to visit national parks and be able to do all the hikes and walks and not be sweltering under the summer heat. And then springtime, of course, it's spring racing carnival in pre-COVID times in Melbourne. So that's always a great time to visit. Um, Melbourne Cup, of course, the race that stops the nation, one of the only uh, countries, I think it is, that has a public holiday for a horse race. So um, (laughs) it really is. And it's if you've, um, you know, other places in the country do celebrate it, but, um, you know, it really takes over, doesn't it? And sporting does. events in general in um, Victoria, they do, uh, you know, when the AFL's on and when the Australian Open's on, you know. Um, yeah. And it's actually a really great vibe in, in the city. Everybody gets really stuck in and, and they do tend to fall all of them around um, good time of weather year. 
Yeah. And spring is really lovely time of weather, you know, all the flowers are coming out, the blossoms are happening, you know, there's lots of animals and wildlife around. So it's a really nice time again to be out in the national parks and out in nature and enjoying road trips because it's, you know, the sun's coming in and it's just lovely and still able to be able to do some camping in both of those seasons, not too warm, not too cold. So I think autumn and spring would be my top pick. Yeah, and I'd say the thing about um, in March, April, uh, if you are around and in other years and hopefully moving forward, it comes back, but the Melbourne International Comedy Festival is on and that is an amazing time to be in Melbourne. Like it is just pumping and there's so much activity and there's amazing acts to see and um, everyone gets involved. So I, having worked on it in the past, I really loved being part of that. And I do love September because um, spring skiing. So, uh, you know, I would I come down a lot in the winter, which some people wouldn't like, but that's because I'm heading up to the mountains. But, yeah. yes, if uh, if you go in September, you, get, you can get the snow and it's generally quite nice weather and then you can come back to the city and enjoy some of that lovely sunshine and, and the leaves are still kind of just coming back from the change in colour because I love that in, in autumn Um we don't really get the change of the leaves as much further north. So, like you said, bright and places like, oh, my gosh. And even some of the inner city suburbs, like just driving around these streets where you just, it's, all, it's like being in Europe, like you just, just you get transported. Problem. It's crazy. Yeah, for sure. Good tip. I really I love that. So now, you know, we've talked to you many times on other episodes, but uh, so Give us a general travel tip, but obviously maybe have one for Victoria specifically. My top travel tip for Victoria does lean back to a little bit of a discussion that we've had about packing. And I say, <laughs> if you're coming to Victoria, pack for all seasons. <laughs> We're very well known for having sort of four seasons in one day. And particularly in those autumn and spring periods, we can have beautiful days, but the evenings can be quite cool. So always pack a jacket, maybe a scarf and a beanie. You'll be covered for most different types of weather. Always bring a hat because the sun can be pretty warm. So, yeah, pack for all seasons. An umbrella is always possible as well when it potentially rains. So definitely pack for all seasons. Um, layering. Layering is very good. I didn't, I'm not a layer up. And actually my friends just moved here with a, a baby and uh, people are always like singlet singlets I'm like I don't we live in Queensland I don't put a singlet on my baby and she's like I'm from Melbourne I'm used to layering my children uh but I used to always fly in even in winter and I, I wear toms a lot the shoes toms and my friend at work was always like socks Emma socks I was like these shoes don't have socks she's like how do you not wear socks she's from Ireland and now lives in Melbourne so she's I'm like not yeah. a sock person but socks for nighttime very good yeah. Socks for night time and especially socks in winter, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. definitely boots. Like I don't use my boots as much here, but a little low, low heeled boot goes a long way in uh, yes, Melbourne. Definitely boots. And the other thing is that we do also get some amazing high temperatures. So particularly mm -hmm. in summertime, you know, the old slip slop slap where you slip on a shirt, slap on some sunscreen and slap on a hat. Follow that and, yeah, just be a little bit wary, particularly, you know, between 11 and 3 when the sun can be at its hottest. So be prepared for that. And also bring a drink bottle so that you're not having to purchase a water bottle and you can get a refillable one. So The water's lovely down yes. there, like free water. Tap water is great. Don't, there is no all, need to buy a bottle of water. All drinkable and safe and it's doing your little bit for the environment too. 
I love it. All right, Miss Victoria Ambassador, tell us, is there anything else we haven't covered and that people must know about visiting the, visiting the great state of Victoria? There's so many things. I could talk for hours and hours and hours, as you know. Um, but look, there's so many great new things always happening in Victoria. So it's well worth doing a little bit of research before you come or before you visit the area because there may be a new brewery or a new gin distillery or a new restaurant or a new market or something will have possibly popped up or be happening particularly in the event space um, so it is always worth jumping on uh, on the internet and having a look and seeing what's going on um, follow visit melbourne on instagram which is the visit victoria uh, consumer facing channel so jump on and see what they're up to but there's lots of great things to do and i really hope that everyone can make their way down here sometime in the very near future. Awesome. And how do we find you, Danielle? Because you write a lot about Victoria. So how can people I do write a lot about Victoria? Um, so you can find me at possumruby.com.au on it's my website, also at possumruby on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and that's probably about it. Awesome. And we will put all those links in the show notes. And you also have written some great articles for a publication called She Defined. So we'll put a couple of links in there of some Victorian places to visit as well. Thank you so much. I'm sure we'll see you again soon. I know that we'll hear you on a few of our Australia episodes because you've always got some great tips for us. I love to explore every little corner of our amazing country. So I'm more than happy to share and hope people can enjoy and get out there. And Danielle actually brings, you know, real true, uh, Darius brings the fun facts, Danielle brings the real facts, and I bring the, the lols and the storytelling. So these two keep me in line. <laughs> yep, always have some fun facts. <laughs> Love it. Thanks, Danielle. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Um, already looking forward to the next one. Uh, we also have a rather extensive back catalogue for you to check out. Um, but in the meantime, you can uh, follow us on Instagram. That's at Lovely Travels on Instagram. Or you can come and check us out on Facebook, Lovely Travels. That's L-O-V-E-L-L-Y. Or we would love for you to join our Facebook community uh, with more than 500 members talking all things travel and adventure. That's the Lovely Travels community. You can also visit our website, which is lovelytravels.com. Or shoot us an email. We love hearing from our listeners. So please send us an email, feedback, comments, questions, whatever. Info at lovelytravels.com. And you can listen, review, subscribe, like, share, and promote our podcast in any shape, way, or form. Uh, we are on Spotify, iTunes, the internet, uh, Google Podcasts, everywhere where you get podcasts, you will find us. All good podcasting locations. So That's tune in right. next time, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you then. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.